Hello and welcome to How Much for a Sleeve, a podcast about tattooing hosted by an actual tattooist. An actual tattooist. And an actual knob, Mick Tickner. It's a Brighton Tattoo Convention special, 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 special. (laughs) So we're recording this on Thursday after Brighton Tattoo Convention and safe to say I'm still recovering. Yeah, I was all right from Tuesday, but um, yeah, you've, you've, are you allergic to it? (laughs) <laughs> you, are you allergic to fun is that what it is uh no I am the most fun actually um I might be allergic to it but in our Brighton Con group chat he was somebody every now and then someone goes is anyone still tired and everyone goes yeah yeah I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm uh, I was quite fortunate in that I'm changing changing boring jobs so I uh, real jobs so <laughs> I uh I've been working the last bit of my notice this week so I would I was afforded the uh, opportunity to to rest more lucky you well actually I mean I've had three days off apart from volunteering um and I went back to tattooing today and it was tough yeah. I don't know if it's just time to retire actually. Fuck. what if it is what if it is age 35 retiring from tattoo I mean 25 age 25 and ready to retire <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had an had a nice time though, didn't we? Oh my god, didn't we have the most fun? And isn't yeah. it like we've I feel like normal service has been resumed because now we're back on Zoom. Yeah, it's nice to hang out. And also with everyone who we um thanks for everyone who came up and said said hello and said that they listened to it. It does Aww. means the world. Thanks for that. And Martin and Rose who brought us gifts. That's oh, like yeah. absolute extra vibes for that. That's really, really sweet. Martin, the hexagon man that I tattooed with the most stupid tattoo next to all this. Like, he's literally been tattooed <laughs> by some of the most incredible people in the whole world. And I wrote, how much for a sleeve? And then put a knob. And um, so, <laughs> thanks, Martin. So he brought us a one-year-old badge each. So that was nice. Yeah. And then Rose brought us some sustenance, a vegan dirty brownie, which... Slutty um, brownie, I believe they were called. Slutty, and sorry. Slutty I think brownie. I, yeah, I, I finished the last one yesterday and I think, I don't think I'll ever recover from it. I feel it's you know when it's so nice but rich that you almost feel a bit pissed after it (laughs) well I had to take my slab in I took it into and where I volunteer and um I just allowed myself one off there and and it was it was inhaled yeah inhaled yeah so thank you and 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 also thanks for everyone who came up and or who we bumped into and and said hello really sorry for everyone Sorry to everyone that I cat called when I was still drunk on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that fellow, I can't remember his name. Lovely man, really, really handsome hair. <laughs> the nice hair, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And thanks to everyone who bought a T-shirt as well. That's nice. Oh, if you did now... buy one, send us send us a picture of you wearing it and yes. stuff. I've just put it on the Instagram. Um, does anyone want one? Because I might do a little reorder. And if anyone has bought one and hasn't noticed, have you seen the tiny penis on it as well? Uh, don't get away with it. <laughs> Lucy's involved. There's a dick on it. Although the man with the lovely hair, he bought a bumblecock one. He did. And they also, because so Lucy had a T-shirt that had a uh, a, cock, a t- testicles and penis with wings that, we, that she called a bumblecock. <laughs> and we'd been telling everyone they called bumblecocks and everyone was laughing accordingly. And then 
quite late bells on Sunday, someone come up and just went, what about Venus? And we were like, oh, fucking hell. Venus has been staring was... us in the face. <laughs> Literally. It's way better. <laughs> Bumblecock's still pretty funny. It is funny. Elvis is being a little fuck. Elvis right can now, get actually. fucked. Elvis can get fucked. Elvis, yeah. if anyone who doesn't know, is my cat. And yes. he's a fucking fuck. Um, a couple of highlights for me from Brighton. Um, getting one of Lowell Harder's painted um, 10 pound notes. Yeah. That was fucking lush. So he'd asked me, I said to him, oh, Kyle, I want to get my hands one of those. And he said, I'll do you one. And uh, he said, what do you want? I said, oh, I don't know. Some sort of 70s dream because my house is all 70s and that. And um, Elvis, don't be a cock. And um, he's literally painted 70s dream and then given some boofy hair to the queen. So that was awesome. Another highlight is getting tattooed by our guest. Uh, yes. The lovely Lindsay Carmichael has done a nice LA on my, in my hand, um, which is lush. And what are the highlights? Um, <laughs> putting a couple of masking tape dicks all over the show. Sorry, Woody. Yeah, sorry. And sorry to the uh, the operatives who were probably paid minimum wage to remove your cocks <laughs> from everywhere. Yeah. Um, throwing food at Little Nick. That was also a highlight all and, weekend. And spraying water on ev- uh, people you know who happen to be <laughs> in your vicinity. You were quite weird on Sunday. <laughs> it was like you were you were riding a crest of a wave still and yeah. That's the tequila buzz back. stayed around and then you just got really tired and then I, and then you had to drive home and listen to me sleep while we drove yeah that was good thanks yeah there were loads of innuendos on sunday as well literally like everyone that came up i was like are you looking at my dick <laughs> it's not so much an innuendo is it? Not so- <laughs> <It's> just- <laughs> uh, but it was uh <laughs> was super lovely to see see everyone like old faces and new like oh. people we've spoken to people we've you know who, who we've interacted with and chatted to to just come up and have a yarn with them it's nice like conventions back it's back it's back and it's been yeah. so long that some people you think you know but you you don't i know i do that like, hey when... oh fuck i've never met you i did that to to a oh. couple of people one one geezer called uh, Tommy Tattoos, who used to tattoo in a shop where I <laughs> went and got tattooed once about eight years ago. Saw him outside. Hi, mate. Oh, and then I realized I don't he, he, You have no idea who I am. <laughs> he nodded. He nodded at me. So that was nice. I think I peaked in the mess, the absolute mess I was in on Sunday. <laughs> the peak moment <laughs> was when I hugged the wrong Dan oh, self-made. <laughs> Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was just another geezer called Dan, and he, if if he was if he wasn't called Dan, he can't have heard it. He just went along with it though, didn't he? He took went along. He he took the. <laughs> we were we went on a little. We didn't have a lot of time to lol because I was tattooing, uh, but we went up to Rotary Works to say hey, and we knew that Rotary Works were pretty much next door to Dan Self Made. And so we were like to have a little chat. And I said, where's Dan? And this man pops up from underneath the store, like the table. And they were like, here he is. And I looked at him and I was like, something's not quite right, but what shall I do? So I went, oh, hey, give him a hug. Thanks for Left, the card. Walked along, walked oh, that's along, him. And then, and then saw actual dance. Funny stuff. Oh, the shame. So I went back and hugged Dan and the other dad again. Yeah. I think it's Dale from Rotary Works was like, I knew you were hugging the wrong person, but I was just <laughs> going with it. 
Oh dear. Oh, it was just the best weekend I've had in so long. And it just, it was awesome. And thanks everyone that, that helped make it nice. Apart from you, you're really smelly. Thanks. It smelled a bit. Um, and I think I got in the way as much as my cat is now. Get out of the way. No, actually, you were very helpful. Thanks. I think I did all right. Um, so our guest, uh, we met Lindsay in the downstairs sex dungeon of Lou Hopper's <laughs> Lou Hopper. new shop. Um, and so it was just, just a little disclaimer. Uh, and all my fault is that the sound isn't particularly good on this. We had some... It's wank, uh, sorry. A couple of uh, technical issues that we thought we'd ironed out. Um, you can still hear absolutely everything everyone says. But sometimes it is a little bit muffled. We get very but- overexcited and shout over each other at points. Um, <laughs> but I will say it was in the middle of that hurricane. And at one point the power went out. Yeah, so we did have two, two, did two small well. power cuts during it as well. But yeah, so apologies for this for the sound quality but it's you know you can still get you still hear all the tales and everything so you should be fine but just uh yeah a a little heads up uh to say sorry about that but we will get better at it and it was our first ever one that we've done our first ever in person but luckily Lindsay made it so easy so it was super chill you know like I know we always get well hyped when we speak to people but when you it's mad meeting somebody in person and it was just instantly chilled wasn't it he had the and good then, stories yeah and then being able to like have a beer a little beer before during and after and all that sort of stuff yeah just really i think the playboy the playboy broke the ice didn't it yeah the initial like look at this bush <laughs> 70s so discussing 70s bush yeah and 70s boobs being different <laughs> yeah they are different yeah there's something in the water don't know what it is <laughs> um so <laughs> We're going to do a short intro because Woody hates them. So um, Yeah, Woody said uh, we should stop waffling on. So that's the, the end of this podcast. one. Not really. We've got another 45 minutes of this shit yeah. before we even get to it. No, we're joking. Let's talk about Woody. Um, <laughs> um, so uh, have you got any admin? No. Neither have I. Another fun tale, though, from this week is that I, learned, I started learning. I learned BSL. Yes. I started learning BSL and you have to choose a sign name. And it could be like something you like or something that your name goes with. And um, instead of maybe like Lucy in the sky with diamonds or something like that, I went with Dick. And ha. so now I know how to sign Dick. So that's nice. How very childish of you. Sorry. Um, should we get on? Yes, I was. Awesome. So this is episode 39, first one live, of How Much for a Sleeve with Lindsay Carmichael. Thanks, Lindsay. This is Good Time Charlie, and you're listening to How Much for a Sleeve. Uh, this week is very exciting because we've got our first actual proper podcast. All the yes. ones before this didn't exist. In person. In person with the excellent Lindsay Carmichael. Hello, everybody. Hello. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for coming all the way to England <laughs> just Glad to, to see here. us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. You are welcome. We are also joined by uh, Origin Tattoo's own Matt Stops and Kitty Stops. They're sitting in the back. I'm we- sure Matt will have something to say, but he can uh, he can he can pipe up if he wants, or he can just Chime sit there and get drunk. Like, please. We didn't oh, think well. it was safe to give him a microphone, though. We no, think he's just gobby he'll enough. probably just put it up his bum. <laughs> <laughs> had a couple of beers. It's getting it's getting cool. Uh, so we are in Brighton this weekend. We're all together because we're all going to the Brighton Tattoo Convention, which is how we've got Lindsay. He didn't just come over for us. No, we're no, not, I made that up. We are a shit podcast, so no one would actually do that. No, it was partly for you. Oh, get in, thanks, was, mate. That is true. 
Well, we can't actually pay you though, so we can't reimburse. I'm, I'm glad to do it for free. <laughs> nice one. Oh, did you travel for um, Books Closed or are we the better one? That's why you don't. don't you always it. ask people that. You always say, oh, what's the best one? Are we the best? That's what I want to say. I can already feel it's the best. It's Get in. It's good. They didn't give it you, is they the didn't best. Give you Love I did it. travel for books closed. I went to New York, but I was working at Garber's shop, and then I went and did. Oh, things. but we're better. Books closed is also an excellent podcast. Stop it, Lucy. Are you? But we're still better. Though. True. And Andrew Stortz, if you ever meet him, is a really, really great guy. There you very, go. Very smart and really, uh, he's a very nice guy. Oh, but I mean, we're, we're better though, aren't we? Yeah, You'll meet him at some point. <laughs> Um, so we were just talking about this before we pressed record, but what are you doing over? How long are you here for and what, what have you been up to? A month. I came for my 30-year tattoo anniversary, which is February 1st, which is, you know, oh. it was the beginning of this month. That's why I came, and it's my first time that I've been on a vacation in 30 years of tattooing where I've only worked a little bit, and I've been able to do, like, stuff that I've never had the chance to do. My favorite place in England Anywhere in the world I could, I would want to be is here. So uh, I came here for 30 days, for 30 years, and um, I'm really, really, really glad to be here. Oh, wow. Awesome. 30 years. 30 years from February 1st, 1992 to February 1st, 2022. That's interesting. So we have just gone on to, uh, for the listeners, we've just gone on to security lighting. I think we've had a power cut. But <laughs> we do have uh, enough battery to carry on so it's fine <laughs> we have power all right <laughs> it's looking more and more like the sex dungeon we have yeah we've been suspicious about the room we're in we're do in you want to say where we are actually because yeah. we need to say thank you we're in lou hopper's new shop uh, death's door tattoos has moved from its old place on vine street to now um huge premises on foundry road i think it's check it out yeah um, so we're in her sex dungeon um, which is now in the dark, so who knows? It's even more sexy then. It's in the dark. Keep your hands to yourself, Matt. Matt, what are you d- is that you, Matt? <laughs> is that you over there? <laughs> Get I'm off! I'm sitting on my hands. <laughs> Kitty! <laughs> oh my God, so th- 30 years, that's insane. How did you get into tattooing 30 years ago then? I started getting tattooed when I was 18 uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, I should flash back to when I was 14. I had been going to see punk bands play uh, from when I was really young, living in Los Angeles. <clears throat> and anybody that I asked when I ever, whenever I talked to people about their tattoos at shows, if I said, oh, who did your tattoos? Everybody said Bob Roberts. So now we're in deep dark. <laughs> yeah. oh, hey, <laughs> So anyway, uh, I knew I wanted to get tattooed from a super young age, from seeing people in bands when I was a teen, a young teenager, uh, about 13, 14, 15 in Los Angeles. And everybody said, Bob, I knew I wanted to get tattooed. Then I knew who I wanted to get tattooed by because everybody yeah. got tattooed by him when if you were there. And uh, I saw him one time at a show at this place called the Olympic Auditorium, which is a place they used to have shows in Los Angeles. The place is still there. It's a Vietnamese church now. I just went there recently and took pictures. But I saw him there when I was 16. And I was talking with this girl, Tammy, that I know that I've known for an ultra long time. And she had tattoos from Bob. And I was anytime I ran into anybody that had tattoos. We're talking this is like 1983, 84, 85. This is like a long time ago. 
And uh, anytime I, you know, would be around them, I would like want to see what they were like and ask questions about them and stuff. And I knew that she got tattooed by Bob. And I told her, <clears throat> we're sitting here having this conversation at this show. Uh, the band that was playing was Conflict from here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, oh, I'm going to get tattooed by him. And she goes, oh, he's right over there. He's, he's, he's here at the show. He's standing over there. Oh, wow. So I went up to him. And he was talking with this guy named Chris D, who sang for a band called The Flesh Eaters, an early L.A. punk band. And I was like, hey, I'm not 18 yet. I know i got to be 18 to get tattooed, but <clears throat> I'm going to get tattooed by you when I'm old enough. And he goes, well, how old are you? And I go, <laughs> I go, I go 16. And he goes, well, uh, bring a note from your mom. <laughs> and he was kind of like clowning on me a little bit with his friend or whatever and I go I'll see you in two years and I did I did see him in two years and I got my first three tattoos from Bob at Spotlight in LA amazing mm-hmm. I've been in there and it's such Have a cool you? yeah it's such a cool shop that shop is the one the second location of Spotlight I thought that it is It's that's the house that's on the corner and Spotlight used to be where I got tattooed was in the garage in back of the house oh right and now it's like a antique dealer or something like that but oh. that was where the original location was I got tattooed there. We asked Bob to come on the podcast. <laughs> what he said? Did you talk to him? I, I sent him a DM and I just got, no thanks. <laughs> you did? Yeah. yeah. Well, I said, I'm happy with that. I was like, I still got a DM from Bob. We had, we had enough yeah. people who have just ignored us. Yeah. He's actually very sweet. He's, he, he's a, um, you know, he's an intimidating kind of guy, you know, yeah. but, but he's, he's very thoughtful. He remembers everything. He's, He's actually really sweet, so I'm I'm glad that he said yeah that he said you know anything back. I, just, I love so much because it was about the same time we were organizing with Shanghai K and Good Time Charlie, cool. and they came on and and then I was like fuck I'm just gonna try everyone like yeah you might as well yeah and yeah no thanks <laughs> I was like oh well we we're not gonna be friends yet but it might happen and yeah it could happen <laughs> so then you asked about what got me to it so I was getting tattooed and then. I didn't have any idea of wanting to do tattoos at all. I did that that did not cross my mind. Uh-huh. And I was um, like leading up to this is like like I say it was like early or mid eighties when I started getting tattooed, and then towards the end of the eighties I was getting tattooed kind of regularly, not just by Bob but by Leo Zulueta and a couple of people in Orange County because at that point I'd moved to Orange County, okay. which is a, a fifty miles south of of LA, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and. Uh, I would just go into shops all the time. I didn't have really any, I didn't have any real idea of, of anything I was leading towards. I just was uh, wrapped up with the whole idea of tattoos. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know. So I was, there was only a few shops in, in that area at that time. I think there were nine total between Los Angeles and Orange County. Wow. So I would go to all of them. Anytime that I would hear that there was a shop, I would go to all of them. And um, I would like go in and like look at the flash and touch it. And now I realize, now I think back about it, and if anybody came into the shop like where I work now or have any of the shops where I have worked <laughs> in the last three decades, and they came in and didn't want to get tattooed but were like looking at stuff, they'd be like, it's this fucking guy again. <laughs> you know, yeah. like look at the guy who comes in and like doesn't want to get anything but he's like he's touching the walls. And, the yeah, it had to be, it had to be strange. But it didn't cross my mind. Like, I didn't ever think of it when I went into these places. And like, oh, ah, fuck, they're pro- I'm probably going to bum them out. I just never, it never even occurred to me. I was just well, really... Just wanted re- to be there. Yeah, I don't know. And then I went to this. I had been corresponding with Ed Hardy only because Leo, who I'd been getting tattooed by, 
and Bob both talked about Ed. Mm-hmm. So I started getting uh, books and stuff like that that he'd put out, Tattoo Time and some other books that he'd put out. There's another one that was called uh, Primitive, uh, Modern Primitives. Uh-huh. And um, anything that was related to tattoos that Ed had something to do with, I, I uh, would find. And uh, I started writing him letters because in the back of like tattoo time, it would have his address in Honolulu. And I just started writing him letters and just I, I but th- this wasn't to get any kind of information or anything like that. I was just, you know, uh, I don't know. Was people said, and people said Ed was the fucking guy. So I started writing him letters and just asking questions about shit. And he always wrote me back. I have all the letters. That's he was awesome. really super cool. And then um, he had this art show. At this point, I'd been tattooed by Leo a bunch. And there was this group art show of photographs of tattoos, photographs of people with tattoos. And on on each of the pictures, there was um, the the artist who did it and then uh, like a photograph of a tattoo that they'd done. Right. It was kind of like this artistic uh, uh, art show, photography art show. It was called Forever Yes. And there was a book that was that accompanied that. I went with my children's mom. It was in Santa Monica. Ed was there. Bob, Leo, everybody who had pictures in this book. And I'd been tattooed by a bunch of these people. Freddie, Dan, Higgs, Eddie Deutsch, all these people that I had been familiar with and either met and been tattooed by were all there. And in the back of the book, there was like uh, it was the book was kind of like a program about the about the show. Like it uh, let you know what you were looking at in the back of the book. It had everybody's info. And then it said it would say like their name, what shop they were from, and then it had um, w- their birth date, right? Like what year that they were born. <laughs> so I was looking at this on the way back from the show. I had to work that day. I used to work in a grocery store. My my children's mother and I were driving back to Orange County. <clears throat> Santa Monica is in LA. It's near the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I was just like looking at this book, going, "Man, some of these some of these dudes are younger than me." like Freddie's a year younger than me and I go man they're all like in this thing and I, I kind of so Freddie Negrete uh, Corbin oh, oh I was no, like, he's you're older. not that old he's, he's, he's older than me I was going to say like, not by a lot not by a lot but he's a, he's a little older than me I go man these pe- some of these people are like like Dan I think is Higgs is like a, a maybe a year younger than me or the same age Freddie is the same and I go man some of these people are like I'm older than them and it just took the most simple observation from my children's mom said, you should do it. <laughs> this was 1990. And I've never, ever in my life, never in my life have I had like a light bulb moment. Yeah. I mean, up till now, I've never had that. Yeah. But at that moment, I, 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 when she said it, I went, you're right. <laughs> Fuck, this is like, you're totally right. And I realized <laughs> that all the time that I've been going and doing this, like looking at everything and buying everything I could get my hands on, corresponding with Ed... All that stuff was leading up to this simple suggestion of, man, you should do that. <laughs> so I started trying to pursue that. And at that time, okay, look, <clears throat> I'm just going to say now, 30 years a long time, that's true. But I'm saying that way back, like people who've been tattooing way, 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 way longer, getting into the tattoo world was hard to do. It was, it was not easy to do. And it was a little bit like that then, too. I'm not saying I came from some prehistoric age. It's not really all that long ago in the grand scheme of things. But still, 1990 was not really a time where you could just bust into tattooing and buy shit on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was not... This completely out of the fucking question. You had to know people. 
They had to give a recommendation to supply places that you could like get stuff from. Let them know, hey, it's cool if he gets something or if he gets in touch with you, it's okay. I kind of know him. They were giving up all the info. Like, they, you know, the people that I asked, Leo and a couple of other people, they would just say, uh, they'd kind of point me in the right direction. And then I was finding these places, buying equipment. <clears throat> I, tried a couple, I tried tattooing a couple people at the place, at the place where I lived. And it's like a, it's a, in, it's a crazy fucking process when you do not know what you know nothing about what you're doing. <laughs> now, of course, if you decided that you get it, you, you wanted to get into something, you could look on your computer or your phone yeah. and get some kind of a direction Absolutely. and not really be hopeless. And at, the, at that point back then, it was a hopeless effort to try and like figure shit out, and it was a fucking mess. <laughs> and then I. Weirdly, really strangely, I ended up getting in this totally weird fucking set of circumstances. I ended up getting in touch with, um, I'd already spoken to him once before, but a guy named Rick Spellman who tattooed everything on everybody in Black Flag. He did everything on Henry Rollins. Amazing. And I ended up getting pointed in his direction. Although I kind of had already, I'll, I'll get into that later, but I kind of had already made contact with him a long time ago but it wasn't through it wasn't because I was trying to tattoo it was through a music thing Henry mm-hmm. Rollins gave me his phone number nice and I called Cash him, just drop that in and I called him blindly one time about getting tattooed when I was 15 <laughs> and then when I got pointed in his direction he sold tattoo machines I went over to the shop and I'd been there before because Leo used to work for Rick am I am I making sense like I'm backtracking going back no, and no, forth it's fine. okay so Leo used to work for Rick. The times, half the times that I'd gotten tattooed by Leo were at Rick's shop. It was, but Rick Spellman was never around. I'd never met him, but I was definitely aware of him and had spoken to him on the phone before. So when I heard that he needed somebody to work at his shop and I kind of like was fumbling around trying to learn how to do it, I brought this portfolio that I had of pictures that, wasn't, that was not great at all. It was, it was total junk. Just about innocent. Was your were you drawing at school and yes, like graffiti or anything like that? I was no. just just drawing. Yes, and yeah. like I excelled a little bit at like art classes in high school, yeah. a little bit in junior high school, and then I had taken art classes in junior college, which is something right. that they have in, in California or in America, whatever. It's like pre-university. Yeah, it's like they used to call it high school with ashtrays. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I'd done that, a little bit of that, and I was kind of trying to figure out how to make tattoo designs because, as we all know here, that it's entirely different. It's not like drawing and you can do tattoos. I was trying to figure out a way to translate drawings into tattoo designs with that in my mind. And I went to Rick and I told him that, you know, I wanted to, that I'd been tattooing, but I needed a teacher and he offered to teach me. And then I stayed with him for, he apprenticed me for five years and then from there, I kept moving after that. So that's kind of the brief, ver- not so brief version of the beginning. <laughs> Amazing. But five years seems like a long time now for an, an apprenticeship. My, I, when I apprenticed my son, who's here with me, by the way, for the Brighton Convention, this is his oh, first tattoo convention. Oh, is, that We'll be working together, Carmichael and son. Hey, oh. get that in. It's a, it's a proud moment. Oh, Absolutely. amazing. Uh, um, <clears throat> when, I, when, I started ta- when I started apprenticing him, 
I told him it was going to be five years like me because I thought that that was fair. And he didn't get his first tattoo. I mean, I didn't get my first tattoo until I was 18, so he also had to wait. Uh Yeah, nice. And I, I, you know, we were going to go along that same line. and It was going to be, okay, you're going to do this for five years. But in today's day and age, in the fucking, you know, 2022, or, you know, back when he started, which was in the, you know, 2018 or uh, 19 or 18, something like that. Five years is a fucking eternity for somebody his age. Oh my God, yeah. So, so he lasted three, which is, which is cool with me because yeah. I kind of had to step back and realize at 54 that three years is a lot of fucking time because everything in the world is sped up. Everything is fucking sped up. Everything must be immediate. Yeah. So three years is like five in current times. So that's what, uh, that, that was my apprenticeship and his. How was it teaching him? I cannot imagine teaching my daughter. I, one of us would survive, and I don't like her chances. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen, no, it's been a great experience, and it's been a very, bo- it's very been a really great bonding experience between the two of us. If, if it goes well, I imagine it must. Because I've got I've got friends who are, um, that do trades and mechanics and uh, work with wood, carpentry, and things like that. <laughs> and they, uh, stop making so much noise in the background. <laughs> and uh, you know they, they say about their 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 sons who want to get into it, and uh, they say that it's sort of they're really pleased that they've they see their dad as being cool. So what they do is well, cool. that's okay. <clears throat> Not to cut you off, but no matter what your parents do, no matter what your parents do, and he was raised in tattooing. Mm-hmm. He's 27, so he I've been tattooing three years before he was born, and yeah. he's been in it from birth, from birth, born into it. And you were never cool. No, and I'm still, <laughs> I'm still not cool. I'm still I'm not, not fucking cool. I'm not I, cool either. I'm like the biggest geek on the planet to him. <laughs> I, I, I think that there, I think that there are moments when he sees that there are like now that he's wrapped up in it, and he he works in San Francisco at a shop up there that he lined up on his own outside of me, and it was called Let It Bleed in San Francisco, and. A friend of mine, Taylor, used to work at that shop. She died, and that spot that she uh, left vacant, now he's up there. Oh. And there's like a sheet of flash that I painted for her that's on the wall next to where he works now. So there's a connection. Yeah, but he nice. deal, But that all of that whole negotiating, him, yeah. him negotiating that deal up there was on his own. That had nothing to do with, it, with me at all. Mm-hmm. But I think now that he's up there and he's kind of out, you know, he's away from the day-to-day thing with me at work... He's starting to get a bit different idea of what, uh, um, like maybe I'm not as much of a geek as he thought. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're actually all right. Yeah. But, but no matter, but still, no matter what, your your parents are not like you know. Yeah. Your parents are never really going to be cool until you're like forty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then so I'm, I'm okay with that. That's cool. I I can I can wait till then. Yeah. You know. Anyway. People say to India like, "Oh, your mom's tattoo is that so cool?" And she went. You know, she still makes me toilet my room. <laughs> yeah, but he, yeah, it, it's been it's been a great bonding experience, a huge challenge, a huge huge challenge. I bet. There, there's a reason why people like Ed sent Doug to Mike Malone, you know, and said like, here, Someone you know, he, he wants to learn something. And it's not because Ed's not capable, clearly. Yeah. Right, but it's there's a reason for that. I would not. That was an option with my own child, but I didn't want somebody else to teach him. That was my responsibility. Yeah. And I've never, I've never, I've given, I've pointed people in the right direction along the way and helped out a little here and there. I have a friend, Aaron Torres, that I work with at Port City at home, 
who I, uh, I was with from bef- long before he started tattooing, after he started tattooing, and now. And there were there was a you know a lot of teaching going on there, but it wasn't a beginning to end apprenticeship of like you're my boy, we're going to do this together. But with my son, it was from beginning to end, all inclusive, everything. It's me and you. Yeah. You know. So uh, I, I didn't want, and like I said, I, uh, nobody else is responsible for that. I was responsible for that. So, and I don't want anybody else to be in 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 charge of that for him, regardless of the. Uh, of whatever obstacles would be in the way because of father-son dynamic. Yeah. Have you apprenticed anyone else before him? Never. No, that's what I was saying is that Aaron would have been the only one then, and that wasn't an apprenticeship. That was just us working together and me saying, I can help in these ways when he he asked. But with Keith, it was, he's the only one ever. So I figure it's your own kid that at, after, you know, a really long period of time, that's a good track record. Absolutely. Would you ever have another? Another Another apprentice? No. I would not do that again. Boom, straight in. Nope. I'm happy with what we've done and I'm good with I'm good with that. So where do you work at the moment? Port City in Santa Ana, uh, California. There's three port cities, Long Beach, Costa Mesa, Santa Ana. I'm at the Santa Ana location and everybody that I work with are all friends that I've worked with over a long period of time. And uh, that's uh, that's where I'm at now. So do you, I think I've seen you travel quite a bit. Do you travel to tattoo a lot of the time or are you just... Yeah, I, I, I never think of myself as like this highly traveled tattooer, but whenever anybody brings it up, it's sort of true. I end up going lots of places to tattoo kind of all the time. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I like that. I like to be able to be in different places and still be able to pull off what I, you know, what I know how to do and and deliver it and and adapt to whatever the situation is i i I like that type of a challenge yeah i'm the same i travel all the time and everyone's like god you're everywhere how do you have the time it can be crazy yeah it can be it can be a lot on your mind too much yeah it is too much sometimes you're right yeah but i thought that not about this but about i got okay so my son and i are staying at two different places here in brighton yeah He's staying at a place called King's Inn, which is actually a lot cooler than where I'm staying because <laughs> it's across the street from the water. And I'm up here kind of uh, like five minutes from where we are here at the Ibis, which yeah. is cool. It's great. But I didn't figure I've been to Brighton once before with my ex-wife and I didn't think that things were so far apart, you know. Yeah. So I'm carrying all the convention shit, oh. all my clothes, my backpack. <laughs> So we just had the Uber drop us off at the King's Inn. And I was just like, oh, it's just here. I'll walk up. <laughs> and I, oh, I did walk up. Damn right. I, I walked up, like uphill, okay? Like in this insane wind thing oh that we have God. going on yeah, outside. Yeah, we yeah. have like, Hurricane Eunice or whatever she's called <laughs> coming and fucking us over. So, and there's just, the, I'm, I wasn't bummed about it. This is part of what we were just talking about a minute ago. It's part of the deal. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what you signed up for in the beginning. I'm happy to do it. I like to do it. But there was a moment when I was going up this, when I'm looking on my phone at the walking directions, which thankfully you can do now. Yeah, oh my God. It sent me up this like alley over here. And I'm like fighting this wind, looking up and like pushing all my shit that weighed a ton. And it's like gravelly. The wheels on my fucking suitcase are breaking and shit. And I was just going, what the fuck? Why? What am I doing? Why? What am I doing right now? 
it's those moments that make you go, you yeah. Know. But when you get home, the thing I always think about, that all, the vision that I always have in my mind is after it's all said and done and you're at home and you're back at work or whatever in your everyday circumstances, you can think back and go, man, I fucking went and did that. It's yeah. a yeah, sense man. of accomplishment, which is Absolutely. good. Yeah. And which is my son is also learning now, too. Oh. We we had that set back on the train on the way here. Yeah. <clears throat> If you, it, Matt, in case you didn't know what happened was the train got terminated on the way to Brighton in a place called Hayward. 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 Yeah, Hayward Heath. Right. So we stopped and my son even said, why did you stop for so long? I go, I don't know. I mean, I don't fucking know. I've only been on the, I've only been on the train once to, to Brighton. Yeah. 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 I go, I don't know, but we'll probably move in a minute. And then a little while later, the guy guy came on and said, due to weather conditions, this this is terminated. you got to get off. So everybody filed out and we're like downstairs waiting for cabs and stuff, you know, which is part of, the, like I just said a minute ago, it's part of the deal. Like there's going to be setbacks and stuff. Fuck, it's never going to go smooth, but that's, that's good that things don't go smooth sometimes. Yeah. You know? I also think in England, doing doing anything that involves trains, it, it, you are in the lap of the gods. Yes. The oh, trains totally. in England are... I wonder how many people fucked up this weekend because of the trains. But I think You mean for the convention? Yeah. But I think it's meant to settle down later, isn't it? So we'll, we'll see by the time this comes out. We might laugh and go... <laughs> Do you remember so, when we thought we were going to survive? Yeah, when we, 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 Mick, <laughs> Mick died after a bit of glass hit him in the neck when we were walking back. He got yeah. smacked with my vintage Playboy. If you get no clients, you can say, oh, it's down to the, the weather. Yeah. The weather, yeah. That's why I was quiet. The weather, it's really... Oh, yeah, the weather really... It wasn't that it wasn't busy. It wasn't, it wasn't that. It would have been great, but yeah. the weather, you know. It was my booth, particularly windy, yeah. as Matt said earlier. <laughs> Taste of this world, you're like, hey, it's going to be windy around your booth this weekend. That's a fart joke for everyone. So, depending on where that came from. You didn't have to drive down with Mick in the car. Nasty. Those trousers are not green because that died. That <laughs> with, with a slight bit of uh, brown slash purple on the back. Because <laughs> I rested in paint. I don't follow through. Anyway, so enough of that. Lou is decorating the shop while we're here and Mick yeah. just leaned against a purple Just because I'm fucking fat and lazy, I just decided to lean against a wall. And I could see both of them painting with that colour <laughs> in that room. So. Did it get on your sweatshirt? Yeah. It's got, got a purple bum. Sorry. I can, I, can, I can style it out. It's just... Know, creative and stuff so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um, have you got like pre-booked appointments while you're here are a you few gonna do yeah but, but my son and I are sharing the booth and we're okay. in we're in Lau's booth oh cool which is also a big thing for my son to be like oh, with him amazing yeah. we, we each painted him sheets of flash to say like you oh. know we respect who you are ah oh, that's wet. Um, did you did you bring us any yeah, I have it in my bag. I'll see you at the convention. It's going to like buy some of Lyle's flash. Buy this banknote. I painted this banknote for you. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Well, I was just going to say that same thing. I copied him. They're cool, though, aren't they, those banknotes? Oh, they are cool, yeah. They I've been angling cool. for one. Oh, yeah, you can get one now. I'm going to get one, yeah. Just nick, just nick one off him, so fuck it, Lyle. Yeah. I've got a, I don't know if you've heard about this while we speak, but... You have a loud tat? I have got a loud tat. I've got a lol harder tat, actually. Nice! <laughs> yeah. Just showing my 70s tits and the lol harder signature. Love it. Love yeah, it. it's awesome. I was like, can you sign it, please? But don't sign it loud. It has to say lol. Yeah, It's cool. like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. He was like, how? Oh. I was like, I don't know, just fucking write it. <laughs> He was secretly like, hee hee. Yeah, yeah, I think he, yeah, he, he, I'm sure he liked that. Yeah. Keith just got, my son's name is Keith, he just got tattooed by him. Oh. 
a few days ago at, at New Wave. Oh, cool. Yeah. And it was all, this is another, <clears throat> like I was talking about, there's like different little steps of things ha- that happen yeah. as your children go along. He made that appointment all on his own and told me that he had an appointment with Lau after he got here. Awesome. Oh. Because he hasn't been here the whole 30 days. I got okay. here a long time ago. And then he got here like a week ago or something, oh, a little okay. less than a week ago, five days. Yeah. And he was here for a couple, worked a day at a different tattoo shop. I was at Frith Street. He was in a different place. And then uh, he he and I went up to Lau and he got, um, do you know who Sue Catwoman is? She hung out with the Sex Pistols, and she has oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. has this yeah, yeah. cat makeup. Yeah. He got a suit cat on the tattoo from Wow. Oh. Fuck, man! It's like, and this is all on his own. Oh. I mean, it's very proud. You know, yeah, it's a good that, proud that's thing that's okay, yeah. to yeah. know about. Oh, that's nice. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I say, like, my daughter. She's only sixteen, but she's gone through different stages of what she wants to get when she's eighteen. Yeah, yeah. It started off with a Taylor Swift portrait, uh, but we've moved on now. I reckon it's probably going to be a girlfriend's name, so we'll see. I might have to beat that one out. Yeah, of her. Yeah, the, the, yeah, I understand. My daughter's eighteen, and always said that she never wanted to get tattooed. Oh. All her whole life, she never, she never expressed any interest whatsoever in getting tattooed, and then after she turned eighteen, she said. I don't know, I was thinking about, like, um, maybe get a tattoo or something. And I was shocked. <laughs> I go, you, I can do whatever you want. She was like, yeah, I don't know. I just want to get, like, a bird with a flower <laughs> in black the way that you do it. And I was like, fuck, man, my kids, this is going great. Oh, awesome. I did a bird with a flower on the back of her leg. And then I did a, then she got tattooed by my son. Then she went up to school. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Aww, then she, she went cool. to university in Seattle. Amazing. She's been there about eight months now. And then uh, she came down for Christmas or Thanksgiving. I don't remember which one. And I did a, I did like a fair-sized immaculate heart on her back. So that's, that's changed from not wanting yeah, any. I think, I think she just saw that it wasn't really that big of a thing. Yeah. And she, li- you know, she liked the idea of being able to do it whenever she wanted to. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm stoked to do it. I'm glad. Oh, that's awesome. It's great. I wouldn't be surprised my daughter ends up with none because that would be like the ultimate way That'd to rebel. Yeah. Yeah, but today <laughs> in today's world though, right? And today, I mean, that would really be the way to to be separate from everybody Definitely. else. Yeah. You know, look to not have tattoos. Yeah. Every, every, you know, I mean, I know it goes without saying, but everyone, everyone, everybody and their fucking grandmother and their great grandmother has a goddamn exactly. tattoo. Yeah. And they bring their fucking families with them when they get tattooed <laughs> oh, to God. the shop. Yeah. So it, to not have one and be like, I'm not going to get one of those. I think yeah, that's yeah. a great stance. I think it's a great stance Absolutely. today. I totally yeah. agree. Do you have any tattoos that you've done that have been like the most memorable or you've like tattooed people that have been the most memorable? Should have prepared you for this question. You mean like people that I knew or people that I... Anyone, like anyone... Like famous people? Famous or, or just... Or anyone who had a story that yeah. you know, the, the thing you tattooed was of something or someone that, that stayed with you. Mick's favourite tattoo he's ever done as a non-tattooist. Mick doesn't tattoo, by the way. Um, is I'll show you. Next to the law one. That sound really good make, when you move that. I know. I'm going to make a big noise there. So this is like my little area where I let my friends tattoo me. Cool. And that's the first tattoo mix ever done. And only tattoo. Sick lines in there. Sick lines. That's, 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 that's sharp as fuck. Thanks, mate. <laughs> that was better than anything that I can do now. <laughs> Same. Definitely. Yeah, no, my back. Yeah. <laughs> M for you, right? And that's, that's his that's girlfriend, girlfriend is the dude. And cool. She, she, the reason that is so 
thick is because she fucking lent she right into like, it. She was like, woo! <laughs> yeah, but if you don't know, you know what I mean? You know what that was your fault for not telling her. That was my fault. I've been tattooed yeah. by both my kids, too. Oh, I wanted you to tattoo me, but she doesn't want to. Uh, I guess, I mean, the one that I can come up with off the top of my head was I went up to San Rafael to a place called um, Spider Murphy's Tattoo. It's yeah. The, yeah, it's the Amandel shop. And I was covering for Paul Doberman when he used to work there. He was in, uh, he was with um, uh, Henning. He was over here. I was there for a week or something like that. And I was covering walk-ins and doing some appointments and shit. So I have friends who are in bands that are from Orange County and uh, who are gigantic music fans like me. Mm-hmm. And they know like where people live and shit like that, right? So <laughs> I do too. I do too. I went to Paul Weller's house since I've been here and stood outside and took pictures of him. Okay? Warwick Station, that. by the way. And I, I got off there and walked to his pad. Oh. And because I ran into him, I ran into Paul. Fucking hell. Everybody here, I ran into Paul Weller on the second day that I was here in Soho, and he was walking around with Bobby Gillespie from Primal Screen. Fucking hell. And I'm a a lifelong jam fan. Oh, my God. I'll explain that story later. But anyway, I I went to his pad. I mean, I'm the same as what I'm about to say. So anyway, I go up to San Rafael. I'm hanging out. And uh, I was in the back talking, and the shop helper came in, came up to me, and she goes, "Hey, um, do you want to tattoo James Hetfield?" <laughs> and, hell? and I go, what? "Nah." <laughs> I go, "Is he here?" And they go, "Yeah, he's right here." And I looked in the front, and he's standing out there waiting to get tattooed. What? I go, "Does he come in here?" And they go, "Yeah, this is what he does. He comes in here and he just like gets walk-ins, and he usually gets them from Theo." So. Uh, I was like, yeah, sure, of course. So just to backtrack quickly, I didn't want to bust the story before I said his name, right? <laughs> my friend Dave Peters, who sings for this band called Throwdown, is one of my friends yeah. from Orange County who's a big fan of, of music. And Throwdown's manager, Ryan Downey, are huge Metallica fans. And they know <laughs> that he's got a pad in San Rafael. So well, when I said that I was going to go up there, this is about 2010. So... When I said I was going to go up there and work, they go, "Hey, maybe you'll run into San- or you, maybe you'll run into James Hetfield," and I was like, "Yeah, maybe, <laughs> right?" So I was like, "Fuck, crazy!" So I went up in the front. I was like, "Hey, I'm Lindsay." He's like, "Hey, James," right? I, I love it when people do stuff. Like that. Yeah, it's cool. Like you when you came that, in in a way that, that they don't that they don't yeah. assume, you know. Yeah. So I go, "What do you want to get done?" And he goes, "I want to get." On my fingers, I want to get riff life. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I did that. Oh Fucking hell, God. that is amazing. So, as a walk-in, so he, Fucking hell. I go, yeah. <laughs> I go, great, man. I go, when do you want to do it? And he goes, no better time than the present. And I go, okay, cool. I go, the best way to do this is us for to just draw it on, you know. And yeah. he was like, yeah, whatever you got to do, it's cool. He was as cool as could be. Oh my god. So. I go in the back. I want, I'm generally not nervous. I don't feel nervous around like other people or whatever. I was not nervous then either. But I went in the back and they were like, dude, this is fucking rad. You're the guy up and he came in. I go, yeah, yeah, cool. It's, to- it's totally bitching. I'm like trying to be, you know, cool about it. <laughs> so I get everything set up and I texted my friend Dave and I go, and Ryan in a group text. Right? And I go, you won't fucking believe who I'm about to tattoo right now. <laughs> and one of them immediately wrote back and said, Hetfield? And I put, yep. Oh, my God. Can't believe it. It was so crazy. Oh, 
So he came in the back. He's hanging out. I, I drew it on with a pen. I go, all right, here we go. So we start talking about music and shit and about, you know, mainly about bands. And it turns out he's an old, old time fan of L.A. punk hmm. and uh, British and Los Angeles punk rock. And I was in all of that as it happened in, yeah. when, when it was going on. So we talked about bands that he liked and bands that I'd seen that he liked that he never got to see back then and stuff like that because we're about the same age. And then he was talking about this band called Discharge It's from here. And he said, sadly, he never got to see them back then. I go, I did. I saw them in 82. I saw them. Twice in '82 and twice in '83 in at home, and uh, he said, "Man, the only time I ever got to see them was like 2009 at in here in London, right?" And I go, "Where was this?" Right? And he goes, "It was at this club called the Gaff." on this street like far away and I go dude I was at that show because I was here for the London convention with my ex-wife and we heard that Discharge was playing with Anti-Nova League and we fucking went and so anyway we somebody knew somebody at the door or something and got us in you know who it was was um um her name will come to me in a minute she's a friend of mine her name is Jamie I just can't uh, her last name her last name escapes me at this moment because I'm on the spot but <laughs> We anyway, she got us in. She knew this guy at the door, and we um, went in and we saw the show. Whatever it wasn't really like by two thousand nine, it wasn't really discharge. It, the it was yeah. like two members of discharge, and then it's like some drummer guy. I don't know. The singer was from the Partisans, which is cool, yeah. but it wasn't what I'd seen before. Yeah, just like a reincarnation. But it was cool, though, that that my ex-wife got to see it because that's something that she was way too young to have ever seen. I'd seen them twice by the time she was born. So, <laughs> right. No, I'd seen them four times by the time that she was born. Oh, just quickly, we can cut this bit. Was that Leah? Is yeah. That right? oh, we have friends in common. Oh, cool. Yeah, like, do you know Matt and Ryan Murray yeah, and yeah. Um, Steph? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I've met Leah briefly in London. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good, yeah, yeah. 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 What, I, at the convention? No, she was doing something for Cat. Yeah, she's doing like an in-store or something. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was like, I, I got invited to go as like, I got invited as an influencer and I was like, what the fuck? But I was so, here on that trip. Oh, I came as her guest that time. Oh, we stayed at like a fancy hotel. Amazing. It was super cool. It's mad how everyone is like, what do they say? It's like three... Six degrees of separation. Six yeah. degrees of separation. Yes, you're right. In the yeah. tattoo industry, I think it's two Certainly. or three. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely with tattoos. <laughs> but that's like a of separation, like you were always so, one step away from somebody. So like, yeah. so you could pick someone like Woody Harrelson, and and, and you'll somehow so, be connected to that so person. Like, I've met Lindsay. Lindsay's met James Hetfield. James Hetfield's met Woody Harrelson. So I'm three steps away from Woody Harrelson. Okay. Yeah. And and you're yeah. even though there's <laughs> seven billion people in the planet, everyone is yeah. no more than six steps away yeah. from someone else. So my... They caused the birth rate, so they knew the exact population at that exact time. <laughs> to do the maths. They figured out the equation to know the exact steps. It probably is something good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? There's got to be something going on there. It's the yeah. Right. yeah, there it is. So, so, so like, something that we all know. No, you're right. Yeah, there is a small you're niche community. But my, there's a 
likeness. That's it. Is. Yeah, so it's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. There's, it's a cosmic, it's also involves some cosmic connection. Yeah. Stuff. It's mad though, because Matt and Ryan, their shop's in Massachusetts, it's in Salem. Yeah. And then Matt's wife, my wife to be, Steph, works for Kat Von D, worked for Kat Von D. And then Leah, Lindsay's ex, also worked for Kat Von D. She had like Still four. Does. Still does. Oh, does she? Well, they, she had like four or five makeup artists and they would travel around oh, the world. Yeah, yeah, so doing like, yeah, so the makeup, it wasn't even like tattoo related. No, 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 and it wasn't would, at all. Nothing yeah. hardly is with her. Yeah. It's the culture that surrounds tattoo makeup when Dee has a makeup. Mm. Yeah. Is that punk music? Yeah, yeah. that's right. it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, just mad. Well, the I, moment went to, arises. I went to the show with her and then that came up with Hetfield. And I was like, man, where were you standing at this show? I was there and it was this tiny place. I was like, where were you standing? And he goes, uh, I was just wearing a hat. And I was like, <laughs> he goes, I was by the soundboard. And I go, that's where we were. Oh, my God. So weird. And I didn't see him. But that's anyway, so I tattooed the things on his fingers. I drew them on, lined them, shaded them. And then um, we we were talking about Metallica a little bit and about how he burnt his arm one time when they were playing. And they the had like, pyro a, they had, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, pyro. It was during Monsters of uh, Monsters of Rock or something yeah. like that, some tour. Was that in England, was it? I don't know. Oh, right. But, oh, it was funny thing was he said, yeah, they were playing at this place called The Gaff, Discharge. He goes, I knew it wasn't like original or anything like that. And he goes, and nobody else from the band wanted to go. So I just went over there by myself because we had a night off from two sold out nights at Wembley. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine the level, you know? Oh, my gosh. So, but he was cool. He was super duper cool. So what, what year was this? 20, 2010? Yeah, it was around, it was like 2009-10, if I can remember correctly, yeah. So that had been after St. Anger and before Death Magnetic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. But also, dur- like, during Ultra Fame. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A-list. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. So we, I, I, did this, I did them on him. We talked about how the, he had the guy, he burned his arm, and he had the guy stand in for him who was just, like, a guitar dude, like a guitar tech for Metallica, and he sang holding a mic, which he said was strange because he was walking around with a microphone. Because <laughs> usually he plays. Yeah. yeah. And then um, when we got done, I go, well... I mean, I don't think there's anything more than I can that I can do to it. You know, yeah. it's kind of simple. And then he went and looked at it in the mirror, and he laughed like the laugh from Inner <laughs> Sandman. Yeah, I'm not hell. kidding. Uh, oh, I bet the hands went up, didn't they? He, oh he, he made that laugh. He goes ah, like this, right? So then, this is the best part of the story. So he goes, "Hey," um, to the shop helper who gave me the job. Her name's Lisbeth. He goes, hey, he pulls his, like, new tattoos on his fingers. He goes, hey, could you take a picture of me and him together? He asked first. Oh, my So we're, like, hanging out and, like, take a picture with him. It was cool. A couple of them. He's like, hey, thanks. Gave him his phone back. I go, me too. Gave him my phone. We took pictures together. And then he goes, so how much do I owe you? (laughs) Okay. So I go, well, I go, it's $150 an hour, and it took about an hour. So let's just say $150. bucks. is yeah, cool. So he gets out his wallet and he gave me, he like took the money and folded it in half and gave it to me. And I just put it in my pocket. He goes, thanks a lot. I go, man, thank you so much. I had a great time. Thank you very much. It's, you know, it was really, really cool to be able to tattoo you. I had a great time. So he leaves. And then uh, everyone was like, dude, if anybody, it would have been cool for any of us to be able to do it because Theo, he usually get tattooed by Theo, but he wasn't there. Right. And I was just a guest. Yeah. They go, it would have been cool for any of us to be able to do it, but the way that you guys were speaking, we're, we're really oh. glad that you did, right? 
Yeah. And they go, what did, he, what did you charge him? And I go, I don't know. I just charged him like an hour, 150 bucks. They go, what did he give you? Right? So I get the money out of my, oh, key moment. <laughs> when he gave me the money, he goes, he told me, I just put it in my pocket and look at it. He goes, keep the change. Right. And I go, okay, cool. Right? Get an extra fiber. Buddy, it's even better. <laughs> so... I pulled it out and counted it. It was one hundred and sixty dollars. He tipped me ten. Oh. <laughs> I thought if you were going to give me three hundred quid. I thought you were going to say like it was a grand. That is so funny. That is so funny. How much? How rad is that, man? It <laughs> couldn't have been any fucking better. Yeah. And that, that is, this is this that is, is a rock, though, isn't it? That is rock. Multi millionaire. Yeah. He's like. Keep that extra tip, that is so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. You tell that story. That is absolutely superb. That is standard. Um, Build up. That the is punchline. That is funny as fuck. Awesome. Fuck. Ten dollars. Thanks yeah. very much. Thanks that's cool. That it didn't bother me at least. It was totally fucking cool because absolutely. the whole experience was cool, and it, yeah. would, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been as cool if that didn't happen. The amount of times that you've story. told that story, you probably owe him some money because that's. <laughs> Well, hey, by, by the way, speaking of my ex-wife, she got me ski gloves, kind of as a joke, off of off of Metallica's website that That's are fingerless ski gloves that have the lettering on them, <laughs> and, oh and, and, and they're, they're copied from his hands. Is, is it good? Is it? Is it a light? No, it looks the same. It yeah, does perfect. look the same. It actually looks a little bit better than the way they do on his fingers now. <laughs> but there's, you know. I don't think he even remembers who who did it or anything like that. Oh, I'm sure. But that's you know sure. that doesn't matter to me. That's cool. Nah, but that is that's cool. amazing. Yeah, it was good. God, I wouldn't have been able to get a straight line. I just would have been like no, 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 handshaking. No. Once you're what you would have been fine because once you once you're in the act of it, it's, yeah. the, it's the same. It says as anyone. Oh my God, that's mad. That is really cool. That it's is fun. really cool. That's cool, easily, though. easily the coolest story we've ever had on we've this podcast. De- that's the coolest story. We definitely. So, well yeah. done. Definitely. Oh, that's, not, that's nice to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, well, I don't know if you're going to be tattooing anyone as cool as that, Brian, I'm afraid. Everybody's as cool as that. It doesn't, <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't matter who they are or, you know, famous or whatever. I just clocked that you've got London on your palm. Does it go with another palm or is it just the London? Just London because, like I was telling you, for my 30 year anniversary, I came because it's my favorite place. We're going to swap lives. We've discussed this before we started recording. <laughs> hey, I will. You can come and stay at my pad any fucking time you want as long as I can come here and stay in your place. No worries. So, yeah, cool. No, no problem worries. At all. There's a pool outside my door. I've got um, a pig farm. A pig farm outside my door. <laughs> a pig farm yeah, it's things of shit outside my door with yeah. people. Yeah. People here have been saying. Because I've said the same thing a lot. Like, oh, California, it's got to be great to live there. Yeah. I I, I was born there, and I I lived in part Los Angeles and part Orange County, and it's Uh all great and everything, but I would would trade for it to be here at any, at any, any time. Yeah. I guess it's relative to where you're from, for sure, you know? I understand that. I'm, I I totally get that it that people aren't really going to understand it when you say, "Oh, that place sucks," you know. Yeah. But it, to be like we were talking about the train earlier, to be able to take the train places mm, without yeah. fucking around with a car, I love that. And being able to navigate the train system and like go on the tube and get off, and now you're over here, and be able to go from here to there and move every day. I mean, make movement every day with yourself and like be these places that you've got to be without getting in a car, driving to get coffee, which I do every day. And I, I you know, that's part of my usual routine, but I can't say that I like it. Yeah. It's just something that I'm used to doing. Yeah. But being able to, I'm, 
I'm very, very lucky. I'm very, 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 very lucky that my friend Guy from Love Hate in uh, on in Portobello Road here on in London, yeah. he uh, let me stay uh, at a place that his dad stays at on Barrack Street in Soho, and I got to stay there pretty much the entire trip up until I came here. I did stay there the entire trip up until I came here, mm-hmm. and. It's not, it's kind of like, I guess, an Airbnb type of situation, Mm -hmm. but um, it's not a hotel and I get to like cook stuff. There's a refrigerator, which I've never experienced before. I've never stayed in an Airbnb before. Oh, okay. But this is more like a friend's house that he was, that he wasn't at. And I found my, because right in the middle of everything, right in Soho Barrack Street, right Mm -hmm. in the middle of every last thing that you could possibly want to do in London is there. Yeah. (laughs) And in addition to this, one musical fact, which is one of the reasons I came over here was to to see musical locations of stuff that have happened that are are important to me and have been important to me my entire life, way pre-tattooing, through tattooing, uh, up till now. The window, I'm not talking about close to it, I'm talking about the window above Right where you open the window of the pad and look out onto Barrack Street, down below, straight from the window, not down there, not that way, not half a block this way, down there where you look down out the window, is where they took the picture for the cover of What's the Story, Morning Glory. Oh my! Is it really? Yes. If you looked at, well, I've been there before. That's how I knew. I've been there before. And I, and, no coincidence. And I recreated the picture before. Oh, amazing. Stefano from Fritz Street took the, walked right. there with me, and we took the picture together. And he was saying, yeah. okay, Lindsay, it is a meter this direction. And then you got to come over this way a little bit. And you got to be kind of near that lamppost because he's looking at the cover of the record. Yeah. So I've been there, and I've looked at the picture lots of times. And I, ha- I mean, I'm a fan of the band, so I've seen the cover of the record lots of times. Yeah. And when I came, when I got dropped off, I was like, this is the exact spot. <laughs> so, uh, I, anyway, aside from that, which is a really fucking great thing, I was able to leave and I knew when to open up the front door and, like, go right to go to get coffee, go left to go this way to where Dennis Cockle's shop used to be, go left from there and go to Fritz Street. I, I fucking, the day after I got here... I walked around the corner, like I said, and ran in, let, ran into, ran into, like looking at my phone and looked up and it was him. That's so Paul Miller. Insane. insane. Yeah, that's, that's so mad, that's, isn't it? Yeah. So I used to work just around in, on Great Portland Street, just around the corner from there. Cool. And just walk, like seeing your stories and all the stuff you've been doing was like a, a like, because I love Leeds where I live now, but it sort of, it was like it needed a trigger warning. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, oh, fucking hell. I used to walk around there with a phone. Oh, that's what yeah, I did. And I... The he's still cool, but I bumped into Carl Pilkington. I don't know if you were aware of him, so I bumped into him there. Literally bumped into him. Yeah, there. same as what I did. Yeah. I went, Hello. oh, and he went, all right, and that was it. But I was like, fucking out te- texting all my mates, so I just fucking bumped into Carl Pilkington. But yeah, I never saw Paul Weller or Bobby Gillespie fanning around. No, him, so I I that's two years, never class. Actually, Claudia Schiffer saw. That's oh, no. that's mega. Did you? Claudia Schiffer. Oh my so, see, god, I, I bet it was cool. It was cool. She's very beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, don't, I actually, I actually don't know how to say this. Claudia Schiffer, Claudia Schiffer, Schiffer. Schiffer? It, oh, this is the bad <laughs> joke. I didn't understand. Oh, don't worry about it. Makes sense. Who was it about? It was one of my dad's jokes. It was. Um, uh, we have a copy of a 1979 Playboy in the room here. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, it's um, sheathed in plastic for wipe cleans. Um, uh, 
and on one of the other ones, Kim Kim Bassinger or Basinger was on Bas- it. Basinger. And I think my father used to tell a joke. He said, "I don't know how to say this," and I'd go, "Oh my God, what's happened?" And uh, and I'd go, "What what what is it?" And he go. I don't know how to say this. Kim Bassinger, Kim Basinger, <laughs> and uh, just his little, just a shit that's joke. That's the face I yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah. Just a shit and joke because he, he pretends he doesn't know how to say a sound. Man, I don't even know where he's got that from, but it's definitely not <laughs> his. It's from a, I don't know, a TV show or something. Because I went like that face that you've just pulled, and yeah. Mick was like, well, "Think about it." Well, that's when I, I said, "I don't know how to that's say why this." That's I said, "Do you want me to say it again?" And you can actually fucking listen this time, which is to half of my jokes, to be honest. Well, we've talked about this for about ten minutes, and it's still I don't know if anyone's laughed. At no, it. no one's laughed. It's fine. <laughs> I'll cut it out. It's fine. That's why I have. I have, I have also, no, don't cut it out. In, in passing, while I was standing in front of Frith Street, I also saw Jarvis Cocker. For fuck's yeah. sake! And, and I also saw Thurston Moore. From How is here. this even possible? But, uh, like, but I'm, it's, I'm staying with you all weekend. I'm gonna like, you're like a, you're you are. <laughs> but let, let me say, I feel like these are things that happen when you, you listen. Like we mentioned a minute ago, when Matt was here, I was saying that there's. You know, there are things cosmically. So I know it. Ha- I know how yeah. it sounds, but I'm saying yeah. that there are things that line up in certain ways for a reason. Yeah. I waited all that time to take a 30 year or a 30 month or god damn it, 30 day long vacation without tattooing the whole time, yeah. and your eyes are open to those things and you see them. Yeah. You know, so that that was the reason why. God, oh, amazing. And um, we have one question that we ask everyone on the podcast. Is this at the, Are we at the end already? No, we've got. I I've, I've got another one. Oh well, I just was. Yeah. But pop, pop it in now. Go for it, mate. We'll do the one that everyone asks. We always yeah. ask everyone, and I don't know if you've heard us say, if you were on a, a desert island and you could choose three tattooists to be with, yeah, who yeah, do you want to be? No, I've heard it. I've listened to them all. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks. <laughs> it's books closed, right? <laughs> book, is that what I'm doing? <laughs> I normally text people in advance to tell them so they can prepare this one, but I forgot. Sorry about that. You were too busy with Paul Weller. Yeah, my boy, my boy Paul. <laughs> well, you think I've just got a comment on Matt standing there like a bouncer. He's, he's, he's got a very, very... He's <laughs> making sure no one comes through the door. I can't think. I can't think anyway. Now's a good time. I just saw Harry Potter outside. So. <laughs> Oh, I know her. Um, Harry Potter's not real. Go ahead. Jarvis Cocker. So I went to go and see this uh, dance show by this choreographer called Michael Clark, and he's quite like quite punk and quite cool. Anyway, we get there, and there's this weird guy singing live on stage, and he like has all this like crazy getup on. Everyone's like, I recognise him. Recognise him. <laughs> it's, jo- it's Jarvis Cocker, what? and he's doing this weird like alter ego. <laughs> It was crazy, and Kate Moss was there as well. What? Oh my god, you're like a model attracted to other models. Oh, well. <laughs> I, mean, I think so. I think uh, <laughs> but yeah, oh. Sorry, did you just hit yourself in the face? Yeah, place? I did. Did you ever see anyone cool in Soho when you were working there? Like, oh, celebrities. all the time. I was did you I actually, never though? Anyone, like, working there, never ever. Yeah, I saw Natalie Portman. Oh, that's, oh, cool. That that's cool. cool. That was cool. That and was she so looked, she looked really good. Really, like just how you'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. It was because Leon's probably one of my favourite movies. It's yeah, great, yeah. and like obviously in that she's like and what a kid. Yeah. And then she's in Star. She's in loads of stuff, and then to see her, I was like, is that? 
Wow. Yeah, but you know right away because you got to convince yourself. Like I'm looking at her right now. Yeah. She's standing right there. Because she's so like Hollywood and in movies. And yeah. You see her walking down the street in London outside the tattoo shop. Is quite weird. Maybe that's why we miss people because you just don't think. It's you don't yeah. think it. Yeah. But when I'm in LA, I'm looking all the time. I'm like, wait, 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 yeah, but in Los Angeles, you don't see it well, because things are so spread out. I met at the Rainbow. I met. Um, oh. My God, it's gone out of my head. This is so stupid. I is it a, is a musician? Nope. It was a, Ron a, Jeremy. <laughs> he, Have I not spoken about he, this he's before? Yeah, you told me that. He's there like every day. <laughs> I've <laughs> seen him there. I've seen him there as a matter of fact. He, you, you, you know that girl China? She was that weird the wrestler. Like, porn actor or porn actress wrestler. Yeah, she was there with him. Oh my God, that was awesome. That's spicy though. Uh, it'd be Scott Sylvia, Jeff Rasher, and Bob Roberts. Amazing. There we go. That was very good. But what? Well, uh, yeah, I'd like to be on that island. I'd be like, yeah, it'd be good. Now you have to get take an interview. Have an yeah. interview with me because still <laughs> <laughs> no. Thanks. The dynamic between Scott and Jeff is full on brothers, and they've been friends for as long longer than I've been even doing tattoos. And then Bob is, you know, Bob. Legendary. He's the best. Yeah. Wow. And I've been, t- I'm lucky to say and thankful to say that I've been, I'm friends with and I've been tattooed by all of them. Oh. What was your first one that you had by Bob? Uh, I went to see uh, the Smiths with my brother at the Universal Amphitheater on Queen is Dead tour. And I got, uh, I, my brother was connected to people and I have a backstage pass from that show. And it had this tour logo type of a thing. Like usually there's a logo or a phrase or something that's connected to the tour, each Mm -hmm. tour. And this kind of had like a black, or it was white on the pass. It said Smith's and then it had this, uh, mm, uh, it's kind of like a Tudor Rose sort of a type of a design. And uh, anyway, that was like what was on all the laminates and shirts and shit like that. And I got, I... I knew when I saw that that I wanted to get it. And then uh, else, there's a funny story that has to do with this tattoo. That's the first one that I got. And I kept it. And I saw that show when I was 16. And then when I was 18, I brought it to Bob and told him that's what I wanted Aww. to get. And then, so he drew it on me. It's on the front of my arm here. It's the first tattoo that I got. And then I said, um, it was over kind of quickly. I thought it was going to take way longer because I had zero idea of like how anything, how long something would take or anything yeah. like that. Because visiting tattoo shops and all that, like I was explaining earlier, came way later after I'd been getting tattooed. But this okay. is the first time that yeah. I was in a shop and getting tattooed when I was 18. So uh, it went kind of quickly. And then I said, hey, uh, can I get like my name? And I, I was, um, you know... you know, you don't really know exactly how to act. You know, and you're, I was young, Bob's you know, who he is, and <laughs> and it was, you know, I didn't really, it's slightly intimidating. I go, can I get my name, too? I'd like to get my name. And he goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, uh, write down your name on this napkin. So I didn't think about writing down what I wanted to get on me, so I wrote, I just followed directions, and I wrote down my name, Lindsay Carmichael. <laughs> so, it's, so it's here, right? So he got a pen, he goes, just like that. And I went, yes. And in my mind, I'm thinking Carmichael, but, you know, I don't, I don't know. So he's like this next to me, right, drawing on me with a pen like this. And I wasn't going like that looking at it because I was being smart and just looking straight ahead. <laughs> I'm you know? cool. Just playing it cool. Instead of trying to be like, are you, you know, what are you doing? Because I knew he knew what he was doing. 
So he goes, okay, yeah, it'll just take a second and did it on me. And it says Lindsay Carmichael above the tattoo, <laughs> which is, is even better. About, it makes it even more rad. And, and it's totally in lettering that I copied, like trying to learn how to do tattoo lettering. Um, I mean, it's fucking couldn't be any better than him, you know? So that's what it says on there. That was my first tattoo. Should we do Mick Tickner on you? Yeah, well, I'm getting TikTok on my knuckles, so that's my nickname. I think we should That'd get cool. cool Mick Tickner. That'd be cool. I haven't got enough fingers for that, mate. You do the maths. Have to do it. You've got other limbs. Put some toes on there. Um, <laughs> so we spoke about um, where, where you where you started and where you are now. Is there anywhere in the middle of that that yeah. you want to? Yes, you wanna I, tell us I about? worked uh, for five years. I worked with Rick. That was my apprenticeship, working apprenticeship, where I tattooed and made money, but was also learning the entire time. And it was just Rick and I. That was it. Mm. Um. I'm just going to backtrack for a second and say that when I got this recommendation to go and see him about a job, it was because Rick worked at the LA Times, which is a newspaper in Los Angeles and Orange County, because his dad also worked at the LA Times. His dad was Dave Spellman, who tattooed on the pike. And he, ta- right. he tattooed Ed Hardy. Wow. And, oh, wow. and him and Ed were friends pre-Ed tattooing. My God. So way, 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 way back. So, Ed, Ed was friends with Dave Spellman, who was who is Rick Spellman, my teacher's dad. Uh-huh. Okay. So, when I the reason why Henry gave me his phone number was because I wrote Henry a letter when he was still in Black Flag in 1983, and I asked him a couple of questions. And I said uh, I went to this show one time where Black Flag played at a pot legalization rally and, and Henry is famously the most straight edge person that you can yeah. meet. So uh, speaking, of, I'm just going to brag here for a second and say that I saw Black Flag twice before Henry was even in the band when I was 12. Wow. In, in, when I lived in Los Angeles is when Des Kadena sang for, for, yeah. for, for Black Flag. So, and I was also at the second show that Henry ever sang at it was at a place called Devonshire Downs and also in the San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles. So, Anyway, uh, I was there and around at the time that Henry was first in the band and I saw the progression of him getting tattooed because I would see them play and there were lots of pictures of him and stuff like that. And at that point, that was kind of like heavily tattooed for people that were in punk rock. Yeah. This is before his back and all that. It was like uh, bars and shit like that about to here. So I wrote him a letter, which at at that point you could do in those days where you would write a, a band or the record company a letter and ask specific questions and then they would write you back and say, you know, they answer your stuff and say like, this is the next time we're going to play or whatever. Aww. So I wrote Henry this letter and I was like, hey, I went and saw you guys at this like daytime show at this pot legalization rally. It's weird though that you're straight edge. <laughs> like, I wouldn't put it in such a blunt yeah. It's kind of rude, actually. Right now that so, I think yeah, what, of it, but I was I was super young. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. it was 35, 45, It was forty five, forty years ago that I asked yeah. this question. So to be fair, I was really young. <laughs> but uh, I was like, you know, what what's up with that? And then I asked him a question about bad brains because I knew that he was close with them. And then I asked him who did his tattoos. He wrote me back in this real military sort of fashion, the way that he speaks and the way that he writes. If you ever read any yeah. books, any of the books, that everything is in a real regimented, orderly way. And he answered all my questions by saying, number one, <laughs> I played the show. Fuck it, I will play anywhere. Number two, <laughs> wow. Bad Brains is this and this. HR's not in the band anymore. 
he quits and comes back, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the third one was tattoos, tattoos, semicolon, or no, colon. I get tattooed by Rick Spellman. He's, he's clean and cheap. Here's his number. <laughs> and I still have this. I still have this letter, too. It's on the back of a flyer for a Black Flag show. Oh, my God. So I called him. And it said, you know, see you soon or something like that. Henry, he would just put H and it's H, H E N R Y. So that's five. He just put H and then the bars when he would right. sign his name. Right. So I was like, fuck, I'm just going to call him up. I was, I was 15. So I call Rick Spellman and he's like, hello. Right. And I go, is this Rick Spellman? And he goes, yeah, who's this? And I go, hey, I. Um, I got your number from Henry and uh, I go, are you at work right now? And he goes, no, I'm at home. What do you want? <laughs> he gave me his home phone number. Right? And there's like a parrot in the background making this weird noise and shit. And I go, well, listen, um, I'm not, I didn't really have any real reason to call because I was, I was, th- I was three years away from getting tattooed. Right. So I go, Hey, um, I'm, uh, you know, I'm only 15, uh, but uh, when I get tattooed, I want to get something done from you. I did not mention that I wanted to get tattooed by Bob first. <laughs> but I knew I wanted to get tattooed by Henry be- or right. by, by Rick because of Henry's uh, tattoos, which I did eventually. I ended, up wor- I ended up learning from him. I ended up working for him and learning how to tattoo from him, which is insane. Wow. And so he goes, okay, I'll see you then. You know, I'll, okay, great. I'll talk to you then. Okay, goodbye. So then all this time later, when I was in my, like, 20s, and I got pointed in his direction, the reason why I mentioned the L.A. Times earlier is because my children's mother had an uncle who worked at the L.A. Times with Rick. Rick had a full-time job at the L.A. Times, just like his dad did, Dave Spellman, who was also a tattooer. And they they both worked at the Times for benefits, like health benefits, because they were both married with kids. And then they tattooed also pretty much full time at their shops. Wow. And Rick, Rick and Dave yeah. both were fucking hard workers. That is, yeah, it's a lot of work. Sixteen hour days, sort of eight and then he and, then, and he would work graveyard. Rick would work, and his dad would work graveyard shifts. Go home and sleep for a little bit, and then come to the shop, and then right. teach me to tat right. on t- on top of being like a, a regular full time tattooer. So. Yeah. But do you remember Charlie saying that they would yeah. work like all through the yeah. night, tattoo all through the so night? So we'd open up, we wouldn't know what time we'd shut. Yeah. <laughs> when the last customer left. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I ended up having to do that too in the beginning too, but there wasn't a whole lot of like, it's not like now. It was yeah. like one person, fucking somebody drunk, a fucking tweaker or some bullshit coming in there telling me, you know, it, was, it wasn't like now. So the, my children's mother had an uncle who heard Rick saying that there that he needed somebody to come and help him at the shop. And they were friends. They were both pressmen at the LA Times, which means they worked on the actual presses that made newspapers. Right. And so he, they're not journalists. They're, they're, no, 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 no. They were like worker guys in, yeah, yeah, in the plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, hey, my niece's husband is learning to tattoo, and, and he, you know, I'm going to send him your way. So he did. I went and saw Rick. And he was like, hey, it's nice to meet you. And I was like, hey, I've been to your shop before. I've been tattooed by Leo a bunch of times. Leo had left at that point. I've been tattooed by Leo a bunch of times, so I'm familiar with where you are and stuff. And I, uh, you know, anyway, he said, let me look at your portfolio. I showed it to him. And it was just, it was really bad. It was just junk. It was totally like the worst shit you've ever seen in your life. 
that I was trying to figure out how to do. And he recognized the effort. So he said, I'll take you on. It's cool. So within the first like couple of months, whenever he, uh, no, no, actually for the first year, and I worked for him for five, whenever he'd come in from work, I had to open the shop and I'd be there for a few hours before yeah, yeah. he got there, right? So then he'd walk in, I'd go, Rick Spellman, man, fuck! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so like the first couple of days or week or whatever, he was like, okay, it's cool. Every, everything's you don't cool, have to do right? that every day, mate. Yeah, no, but I was excited. I, I didn't. It wasn't because I was trying to be funny or anything like that. I was like genuinely excited that this was working out the way that it was. Yeah. You know, because I could have just been work. I could have been working for and learning from some fucking asshole, and I was yeah. learning from somebody super cool. So I was excited about that. So um, one day we're sitting there without a lot going on, which was kind of often. Yeah, he's over here, and I was like, hey. um like, I called you one time, <laughs> like, God. 10 years ago. And he was like, "What? Wh- where? Here? And I go, nope. I called you at your pad, dude. <laughs> and he was like, how did you get my number? How, why? And I go, I wanted to get tattooed, and I was really into it. And I didn't, you know, I wanted to get stuff done, and I knew about you with, with Black Flag. And, I mean, Henry wrote me a letter and gave me your phone number. I didn't know it was your house. And he, and he went, Henry did that a lot back then. <laughs> so he was probably fielding phone calls from people all the time going, oh, I want to get tattooed. You know? So he gave me the same answer as anybody else. Like, all right, fucking cool, whatever. I'll, you know, I'll see you later. And he did. And I ended up learning from him, which is an insane fucking, oh insane fucking thing that happened. And it has to do with what we were just speaking about before. Like, things line up in a certain way, kind of yeah. for a reason. That is incredible. I know. It is incredible. Even I say it's incredible. And like even like if somebody were saying that to me, I would be just as stoked for them that it happened to them as I am that it happened to me. And you still think about that and go, fuck me. All the fucking time. All the fucking time. Anytime I get the chance to retell that story, it's amazing to me that it worked out the way that it did. Because like I said, I could learn from fucking anybody. And I learned from somebody really respectful and really... uh, has a place in the whole thing, in the whole tattoo thing. Yeah. Friends with Ed. His dad tattooed Ed. I met Dan Higgs and Freddie through Rick by going up to Tattoo City and fucking Eddie and everybody that I got tattooed from during that period of time, which was the golden years completely. Mm. And that, that I owe that all to that. Whatever lined up in the way that it did, for whatever reason that it did, I owe it all to that, and I, yeah. I'm very appreciative it's, of that. It's when we when we spoke to Lal, and he said that um, when, whenever he shuffles off this mortal coil and passes oh. on to wherever, he says he just wants to thank whoever or whatever organised that for him, and fucking shake him by the hand and give him a hug and say, "Nice one." Yeah, I think have we got the best job in the world because I heard, I him, I heard him say that on your podcast. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah, it's really, really, really yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, like, I know we say it all the time, but because we do this podcast, it connects us with so many awesome people. Like, now we've got to meet you now, and we'll befriend you, make you our friends, and it just... Yeah. Everything I'm lines glad to be friends with you guys. Yeah. Sorry about that, mate. Because we're No, don't be sorry. I love that. I, I love that. I love all of that. <laughs> I can't believe we've already gone over an hour. It's just been the most fun. We, you've made our first in real life podcast so simple. So it's been a real dream. Thank you both. Thank you, everybody, for letting me be here. And I appreciate you guys asking me to do it. Oh, thank Uh, you so much for for doing it. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's been such an honor to have you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, Matt and Kitty. Woo! Yeah, that's (laughs) right. Oh, 
match for a string. Hello, it's Mick here. When we finished interviewing Lindsay, we all sort of sat down, had a beer and started chatting. And Matt asked a couple of really cool questions. So we left the microphones on. Uh, it, it does sound a bit weird because everyone's sort of moving around the room and putting stuff in bags and having a drink and standing up away from the microphones and stuff. But you can still hear what everyone's saying. I think it's pretty cool. So we've left it in for you. Cheers. Bye. It's not even a question, really. But what I love is that when you're telling a story and you're Back in like the golden days, or even before that, you had to write people letters. Yeah, yeah. I love and that. And this is yeah. all, this is probably pre-internet, I'm assuming. Yeah, dude. So you're writing someone a letter. The internet did not exist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, then you're waiting what, like two, three, four weeks for a reply. Correct. You might not even get it. Yeah. And you're probably writing mul- multiple letters all the time. But then when you get that letter, the dopamine like that hits you, and you oh get a letter God, back from imagine. someone. Fucking Henry. And then the report, like that, must be so fulfilling compared to now where it's immediate everything, you have everything at your disposal you could send anyone in the world a dm yeah, and it's yeah they might not reply and they probably won't because now most people just look and just fuck off they don't even <laughs> they don't even reply yeah and if they do they don't even see it because they're getting so many it's not it's no not the same to give you a chance because there's a fact there's a billion people wanting that yeah. spot. But when you back then you're writing a letter yeah. it's, it's way more personal it's like hi i'm Lindsay, and such whereas now it's like hey what what needle size do you use? And that's yeah. it. It's always like, hi, my name's Sam, and I do this. It's just, hey, what is this? And yeah. that's it. There's no like, do that, like there's no fluff in There's no introduction it. or it's anything just, like yeah. that. It's, it's, it's almost rude. Straight you're right. It's, no, that's what I was just going to say is that you're right. It is rude. Yeah. And and there's this expectation that you're you're obligated to tell them oh, this yeah. information. Yeah. But it's it, it, yeah. if you were writing somebody like Ed Hardy or any of those people that I wrote, even in bands, yeah. that if you're writing them a letter, you're doing it completely out of respect, taking the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not coming across like, what the fuck is with this and this? You're like, <laughs> you're saying, hey, I'm, this is my yeah. name. I, you know, I'm just trying to say hi. Yeah. I think you're great. In fact, just speaking of this, one of the first things that Ed said back to me in a, in, a, in, a, in a letter that I got in the mail, at the end of it, he said, thanks for the kind words. Aww. Because I was telling him, you're the best. A fucking yeah. Bob and Leo told me that you're great, and you are. It's like you're Aww. building a, a pen power, like you're, you're building yeah. a rapport. It's totally true. And nowadays, like I was saying, like you get a message, and there's no introduction. No, it's just a one sentence like yeah. what is this or what's that or how can I get this This also it's, it's, greed, it's like almost greedy and it's pure, no it's pure yeah. greed it's, it's pure greed Whereas it is like, horrible too the way yeah. you tell it is like I say nostalgic but I wasn't there at that time yeah. but it sounds it's like has like a nice feeling about it and like when I think of things now I'm like oh it kind of sucks yeah, but, but, the, but at the same time we have so much more at our disposal like you can do things quicker like you were saying with your son Five years is three. It's true. Yeah. Some people they they will tattoo from home in six months. They start opening shop. Yeah. Two years they've got a shop and they've got yeah, people yeah. work for them. And everything's so fast tracked. It's a shame. And, and it's, it is a shame. It kind of sucks. It's like oh, it sounded really cool when you did it because it's like <laughs> you <laughs> fucking work for it. Yeah, and everything takes yeah. longer, but when you get it, the reward must be so much greater. It's true. It is. Everything now it's like junk food. It's like faster, faster. That's yeah. what I mean. Then it's like. There's no end to the there's no end to the speed up is yeah. what I've found is that it must be faster. And yeah. like because of this, right? Yeah. You the 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 level of interest and in, and in, in how immediate everything is is it must be no no longer than sixty seconds because sixty yeah. seconds is long. Yeah. Like yeah. if you watch a sixty second video on your phone, you're going, fuck it, this is really long. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, this yes. is what I mean about <laughs> everything being so fucking sped up. Even now, if you, if you can't book with someone with one link, like just press the link button, it doesn't work. You're like, fuck that, book the next person. Yeah. Like, back then, you'd like, you'd wait. Oh, you'd yeah. Like, you'd write letters or you'd, what, you'd whatever. You'd turn up at the studio in the morning and you just deal. It's, it yeah. kind of sucks the way it's gone, but. But, yeah. it's, 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 it's but it is also the just the progression. There's nothing you can do. Yeah. It's it's the world, you know. Yeah. Which I'm also aware of. It's like yeah. a two-year-old that knows how to like skip YouTube ads. Oh, oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah. It's like that's just we wouldn't do that when we were kids. Do you know what I mean? It's crazy. My friends, so Dave and rewind Candy. Rewind the VHS. My friends, Dave and Candy's <laughs> daughter, Ruby. Uh, I was mentioning Dave Peters earlier. My friend, what who knew about the Hetfield connection when I went yeah. to San Rafael. When she'll look at, well, if we go to dinner, and I adore her, by the way, because my children are old now, I'm my, older, my daughter's in college, my son's 27, and she's like, you know, Ruby's like four. And I'm like, hey, you can come and sit next to me. I love it. I love it. I love it. I miss all that so, so much. But if she's looking at her phone and something, this is four, she'll, if something comes up across the top, She'll just go like that and flick it away, like as like as as just like you know turning the page in a book or something that you would know as a kid, like very easily. Like nobody showed her how to do it. She's like, I don't want to see that. Make it quickly go away. When you see something like that happen, you realize like it's an entire, it's a whole different world, whole different world. The mail system isn't even a thing. Like when I was a teenager, you'd have magazine. Like I, I was into skating so bad. And Same here. Skate magazine. Same here. Skating is and what I brought me to this. A picture of someone doing a skate trick, and I'd like stare at it and obsess it, and I'd like. I could probably draw that picture off the top of my head. Like I keep looking at the same picture. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now on Instagram. Like yeah. you were saying, a picture means nothing. People flick straight past it. They want to see the, the whole video. Yep. And unless it's like shot in HD and the colors are all brought out and it's like it's attractive and stuff. It's nothing to them. It's no. It, there's no interest. If it's fast food style, it's yes, like, it is I mean, fast food. It's hard to keep up with it. That should be what it's called. If, yeah, if it's fast food. The world has gone yeah. fast food. It's crazy. Yeah. But I guess you have to just keep up with it. That's the thing. Yeah, but I think that like, you've got to, you've got to keep up with it as 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 much as you can. Like you're already like you you and Lucy are already at a platform where you've already got enough. So you, you you only have to keep up to a point. You don't well, have to. Hungry is fast food. What more? It's not filling. It's not filling. It's starving. <laughs> it's I'm starving for more. Yeah. Yeah. So you still have you have to keep up, but you don't have to try and be the new thing. You know, you don't have to create yeah. the new thing that makes well, everyone go. Bang. There's so much pressure on people to do the new thing. Uh, there's pressure and on everybody to keep yeah. putting out so much content continuously and to keep up how fast it is. It, oh my it, god! Going crazy. It's it's insane. I was just going to say that same thing, man. And it's become insane. Yeah. And you can see the pressure on people who are much younger yeah. to see, like, it's too much pressure and way too and, much fucking info. And from the start as well. From start. go. Like, you go. Yeah. You've got to do this. You've got to have this on your Instagram. Correct. You've got to, have it. You've got to be on podcasts yeah. to promote yourself. Yeah, yeah. You've got to write articles. You've got to send things here. You've got to send things there. You've got to be friends with this person. Correct. And, it's, like and it is who you know. Damage to people. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. totally. Yeah. You, you can't just tat. You cannot just tattoo. I mean, that's, that's like, at this point, that's just a minor that's piece of the equation. The rest of it is like the whole push, yeah. you know? And we'll probably, people will probably look back on like, 
the laugh that's saying like in 20 or 30 years when people assuming people still listen this will be some sort of artifact that goes in a museum but people will look back and say (laughs) (laughs) but people will go listen to these old farts talking about how oh you just you you can't just tattoo is that that, because that that it'll be just what it is yeah and what we're in now is what it will be and we're at the start of that because it's been what 10 10 15 years of of that yeah well someone said the other day like i said about my mum who was born in 46 like the changes she's seen in her lifetime and someone said she she was born in 1946 so she's 75 76 wait you do do the maths mate (laughs) what year are we in 22 so she's 75 or something she's in her 70s (laughs) mid 70s definitely mid 70s but someone said to me, like, yeah, but think about your lifetime. It's going to be exactly the same because we're still seeing these changes. Yeah. Like, yeah, but there, yeah, but there will be less. There will be less. Sadly, I'm just saying it'll be the same for me as you. Yeah. There will be less appreciation for the things that you've accomplished oh, yeah. because it's all on fast forward. It's all yeah. on. It's on. It's on like double fast forward. Yeah, and, it's, you, and it'll, I can't imagine it ever slowing down. No, hell no. It's going to be rocket yeah. speed. Yeah. It already is. Everyone's yeah. showcasing like their accomplishments, which only makes other people feel smaller yes. as well. I think That's, it but it's like built. Like, it's built to do that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas before, used to like egg each other on and be like, "Oh, amazing! Like, yeah. what I did this week." But now it's like, well, what, what, what is it, it like for you? Because so, once you 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 started tattooing, you're putting work out there. Yeah. Obviously, there's no internet, no Instagram. I assume there was magazines being published and you might be working. That, and yeah. you'd see it like every few months and you'd be buzzing because you'd be like, my Correct. work's in there. Correct, one <laughs> picture. Only a few, you know, you, you don't know who's seen it, how many people are viewing it, and you don't actually know who knows you, except for in your immediate area. You're right. And the people that you're guesting at or meeting, you're making connections, you're building like a network. Yes, You yeah. don't know what kind of following you're building, whereas yeah. now, you kind of get you can you get an, you get you get an immediate idea of yes. what you're following is yes. you know I you don't know me different back then but how would I can tell you it, okay so the way that you would the way that you would um, uh, promote yourself and the way that you would get ahead is by you would have to okay this is in the days of film pictures when you would load film into a camera take four or five or maybe more pictures of each tattoo that you did that you liked Mm -hmm. and then you'd get double prints of all of that because you don't know what's going to be good Mm -hmm. in the the photos because some could have flash burns some could be out of focus you can't do it just like this you know like now it's incredibly easy compared to then so then you would go through an entire roll of pictures of film get them printed double double uh, uh, prints and then you would select all the ones that you were going to keep and put in your portfolio and the doubles of exactly those ones that you selected and you would send them to magazines. And presumably that's also like one picture on page 18, yeah. 20, yeah. 28. Yeah. You're not, your name's not on the front of the magazine. No, that. so no, that's if you get interviewed. Yeah, you so know? still people have got to dig right in and go. But people, but people were used to doing that at Absolutely. that point. That's, like, what, yeah. that's what you're... Like your, if you were looking at magazines... Yeah. Like, study it. Yeah, yeah, oh my God, I can still... T- I mean, I can tell you exactly what the magazine smells like, okay? <laughs> that Chris Trevino... Like that. Well, maybe, hopefully not as just much. Not that one might smell a little that. different. <laughs> 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 I know. That's why they're different. Pat's been holding that one. 
what I'm saying is, it like the like the the international tattoo art that had Eric Mosky and Mike Wilson in it. I can I I have three copies of it only because it was very significant to me and like what that turning point at that time. Yeah. And like what what you know I knew Eric. I got tattooed by him a bunch of times. I you know I I. I knew him, and he was a, also a tattooer in Orange County who was hugely influential. People don't understand what that type of influence now because there's yeah. a lot of people who do that that are also influential yeah. that the entire fucking world is aware of because of this. Yeah. But the only people, the only way that people were aware of him outside of us who knew him in Orange County was through international tattoo art, you know? Yeah. So anyway... I, uh, you would send pictures into magazines and then this wouldn't guarantee that they would print them, you know? And these yeah. were physical photos that they had to somehow with magazine technology and like running a magazine, they would scan, put the picture, make it go on a page, the whole shit. And they were four by six, uh, four inch by six inch pictures, a standard size picture. And then you would wait, not for the next issue, because yeah. there clearly wasn't going to come out that fast. You had to wait for like three, four issues and International Tattoo Art came out once a month. So then you'd open it up, we would walk down to the newsstand and get it, bring it back to the shop, open it, and each of us would get a copy because it would be like, you know, everybody wanted it. Everybody yeah. collected those magazines. It'd be like, yo, you have a fucking picture in here. It would be <laughs> one picture with Lindsay Carmichael, Laguna Tattoo, California. I can still remember exactly what it felt like. And that was like how you yeah, did it. And that's the thing that, that dopamine. You know, but it's, but it's, what, it's what it propelled you to the next thing. It made you feel yeah. like you were accomplished enough to try more shit. Yeah. And then the other thing that was that was ultra, ultra, ultra fortunate for me was that I tattooed bands. I ended up, because of my interest in music, which is just as great or greater than tattoos, which has has been going on since way before I started tattooing or even knew what a fucking tattoo was. Because of that, I was introduced in, in the world of like punk bands and music and shit like that. So I tattooed a bunch of these people that ended up becoming really popular. Yeah. And then on their records, they would put my name on records. Oh, like, for example, AFI are friends of mine that I've known for a really, really long time. Your name was getting out there. But they, but they weren't getting tattooed by everybody in the world. They were just getting tattooed by a few people here and there. And on every single motherfucking record that they put out, with the exception of the last few, they would put a list of people and say, get tattooed by. Whoa. So it would, it would be like, you know, Juan Puente, Lindsey Carmichael, Jim Miner, Jeff Rash, or Scott Sylvia. So that was an enormous fucking help for me oh that, that propelled me also the way that the magazines did. And that would be also that so people would see that then go and look for your name in magazines and you so that but that's what I mean is that it would connect them to yeah. that yeah. yeah so then if they saw my name in a magazine yeah. they'd be like hey this is the fucking dude who tattooed Dave or this is the dude who tattooed so and so and and that that ended up being a big help also like, but I was fortunate yeah. for that that's even now like obviously I'm kind of growing up more in the internet age and the Instagram kind of but that's everybody arena, now. But, even for me, like if my work is published in a tattoo magazine or hardback issue, for me personally, that feels way more classy and more of an achievement and makes me feel better inside than having a repost online that so has a million yeah. likes. Yeah. That means nothing to me. Like, someone's taken Can I have that in my home yeah, or on the coffee table or show my parents yeah. or having yeah. a student? Like, that's a physical thing and the work is right there. Like, it used to be when I looked through the magazines. 
yeah. is a, a million times better yeah. than someone going on their phone and says world's best tattoos and you're just like fifth on the page and you just yeah. got past it and it's, that's, that doesn't really mean anything no it does so, but like, it does I'd to still, some people but maybe yeah. to you and I it does not yeah I'd still rather have the magazine like it's sick yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. to um, be yeah. have your tattoos in the magazine and your actual name is underneath it rather than someone else's it's a, it's that's a, what happened to me oh no yeah. <laughs> my yeah. first feature no. was no. like an interview and stuff and they put someone else his name <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and then they put my name against the work of did you get I'm sorry did you get it right up in the next I got, like a a a brief, correction. I got an A4 <laughs> apology <laughs> Yeah, we're pretty safe about it. Yeah, do, you remember, yeah. do you remember Tattoo Artist? Or uh, it was Tattoo Artist magazine. Yeah, yeah. And it was like the, the one. And they were like, they'd only interview three people in each magazine. The one that I got interviewed in that one was like a big milestone for me. That was like a huge fucking thing because it had like all. Because the internet just asked for tattoo pictures. They asked for like life pictures and stuff. So I was saying, I sent them pictures of me and my friend Mo Coppoletta that works in England and wow. pictures of us hanging out and stuff like that. Like that to me was a gigantic, gigantic thing. It still is. When I, when I say was, I, I'm only speaking in terms of us doing the podcast here. But to me now, that was a huge fucking thing to me that meant a lot and still means like a real, real lot to be yeah. able to hold it and be yeah. able to, hey man, I did this thing. Yeah. That's great. God. Yeah, nice. It's nice to just collect stuff as well. Like, I know. I'm, an, I'm probably I'm a bit of a hoarder, but I, I like too. to collect things. I am too. Yeah. I'm an enormous collector. Stuff like Same. you can't collect a digital Oops. image. Like I get, I get I people selling NFTs and stuff. Oh, like that. Who cares? But yeah. to have like a magazine, you know, a hardback and your works in it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. It's a good it's, thing. Yeah, it's, it's great. Amazing. To be asked to be part of a book or something yeah, like that. Yeah, But that goes back to what I was saying about how that someone's it's taken history. that and curated it. It is history. It and, but it's a, but it's a, yeah. a physical it's way crazy. of being able to yeah. hang on to it. Yeah. That'll be there long long after we've, we've uh, got After the internet goes off. And the internet dies, yeah. <laughs> that's never going to happen. Yeah.